Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. For a reliable, locally owned and operated auto body shop, turn to Mako Auto Body Shop and Painting in New Berlin. They fix routine dents and dings along with structural repairs. If your car has been damaged in an accident, you can count on their expertly trained technicians to provide high-quality work. Plus, all structural repairs are backed by a lifetime warranty. Go to Mako.com for more information that's Mako of New Berlin. The Bucks are moving on as they fire first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. We'll bring in an our NBA insider, Big J, Jason Volkoff, to talk about it on this special edition of the 414 Sports Podcast, presented by Sewer Ninjas and driven by Mako of New Berlin. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in to this edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Emergency, emergency edition. <laughs> Presented by right. Sewer Ninjas and driven by Mako of New Berlin. It is a special edition of the 414 Sports Podcast, considering we had breaking news take place today, which is something that I think we'll be talking about throughout the next week. We bring in our NBA insider, Big J, Jason Volk. Yeah, right, right. Well, us. And, and Jay, I mean, it, it came out in the middle of the afternoon here on a Tuesday that Adrian Griffin has been relieved of his duties as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Something that I think if people will go back and listen to you and I chatting in previous podcasts, we were starting to have questions not about will it happen, but more about maybe when it was going to happen. A little surprised that it happened this early, but not necessarily shocked. Well, right. So, you know, surprised, um, you know, th there's been a lot of chatter about this, right? That uh, it's kind of unprecedented in Milwaukee, but I'm not surprised, right? When it, when it came through, I mean, I was watching the past two games against Detroit, a team that has four wins under their belt. Mm -hmm. And I said, Adrian Griffin has the best standing room only ticket in the league because he just stands there and he doesn't do anything. And I think the last two games were uh, indicative of how his tenure as head coach has gone in that, um, you know, you've got a, a four win team. Uh, you've got your, their top 
player or second best player in street clothes, and you're barely winning these games. And you look at what's going on on the sideline, and there's absolutely nothing. And I think when you look at the technical foul situations, when guys are getting texts out there, he's not, you know, Bud would run out there and he would berate the coaches and his hair would be all messed up and he would be on, you know, it's, it it just felt like he never had um, any kind of idea of what to do, how to act. um, And it's not the record that got him fired, right? It's, it's, it's the, the quality of the output. It's, yeah, 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 you beat Detroit and yeah, you've got the second best um record in the Eastern Conference, but uh where are we going, right? Where are we going with this team? And it uh, hey, kudos to the the Bucks front office for pulling the trigger because they were not moving in the right direction. Yeah, the idea of where we're going uh with this current ball club, I think was the driving force behind what took place today because Obviously, this team could score points. Offensively, they had the ability. We saw it in those two games that you talked about against Detroit. When you're putting 140-plus, you can get the ball in the basket, but you shouldn't need 140 to beat a team like Detroit, which goes to the other end of the coin in that under Coach Griffin there was just no defense. I mean, defense in the NBA is questionable to begin with, Yes, yeah. you've got to put up at least a token effort, and there wasn't yeah. even a token effort from this ball club. Well, and what makes it even worse is, you know, at the beginning of the year, he said that that was going to be their calling card, and it certainly, you know, scoring more points than the other team has been their defense, and that's just when you think about last year and in years in the past with Bud, um, there were plenty of games that it would be the fourth quarter, 10 minutes ago and Middleton was sitting, Giannis was sitting because they had such, such a big lead. And when you've got Giannis having to play, you know, 40 minutes against the the Pistons, you know, there's something wrong. You know, I've got a couple numbers here, you know, last year, the Bucks defensive efficiency in the regular season, they were fourth in the league. As of today, they're 22nd. That's a drastic difference for a team that defense was going to be their calling card. Points on direct picks, um, meaning in plays where there's there's a, a pick and roll situation. Um, the Bucks defensively were third last year. They fall in the twenty fourth. So you can see that there has just been no <laughs> no defense to speak of. Um, and and the Bucks brass had to take a look at it and say. All right, we we can't move in this direction um, and expect to be in a position to uh, win a championship, much less the e- the East, if we keep on going the way we're going. I think when you when you listen to people who are on the inside, the writing was starting to be even more evident when you've got John Horst and and Milt Newton, the assistant GM, yeah, watching practice from the sideline. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. we always know that many GMs have their offices situated so so they overlook the court, they can watch, yeah. they can see what's going on. But right. rarely do you ever hear about front office personnel parking themselves right on the sideline to figure out what's going on. So this went well beyond X's and O's. And Jay, I want to go back to you and I having a conversation, I think the first 
time you joined us this season to talk the NBA, and that was when Stotts decided yeah. to hang up his suit coat and exit stage left that was there something going on? What was it? And we tried to afford Coach Griffin, I think, uh, a little bit of grace because he was learning. We knew there was going to be, you know, a, a, some growing pains, a learning curve. Yeah. But it just never came together, I think, in the way that the front office had hoped and that they would not be in a situation like we are right now. Well, you know, and, and not even the front office. Look at the, look at the, uh, the 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 way the players have been talking, right? I mean, there's been a lot of lot of veiled type of shots, you know, for lack of better words, like uh, you know when Giannis said, you know, I have to be better. Uh, the equipment manager has to be better. Uh, the coaching has to be better. You know, you you just saw um, all of those indications where. You know, you look at the Indiana game um, in the in-season tournament. Bobby Portis went off after the game, right? Yeah. So, in, in essence, know, he, like, what the hell are we doing? Right, and he he they he directly called out coaching. I've never seen a Milwaukee team. It may have happened in other cities, but I've never seen a Milwaukee team where the players have just come right out and said, "Well, they didn't come right out and said they 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 veiled it in a." very uh, obvious way that, you know, c the coaching is not getting it done here. Yeah. And, and like you had said, to kind of go back uh, to the Stotts thing, clearly Stotts was there to be a uh, help him uh, learn while you earn. Uh, and it, it didn't work out. So um, like you said about, about horse being around the team, he was in Detroit this, this past weekend. So if you can kind of, read the tea leaves and go, okay, watching a lot of practice going on the road. Um, they, 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 they probably had it in the back of their heads that if they didn't see something change over the weekend, that they were going to pull the the trigger. And, and indeed they did. Yeah. We're talking with Jason Vol Volkoff, excuse me, big J our NBA insider. Jay, that's a great point. You know, a general manager isn't headed to Detroit to watch the game. They go to Orlando. They go to LA. Yeah, right, right. They don't they go, go to, to Miami. Detroit. Yeah, so right. When, once you hear about the fact that they were traveling to Detroit again, you knew something was up. Now the question comes, where do we go from here? And right. already names are being thrown out. So I'm going to throw out a name, and I want yeah. your first reaction. So I got a list of three, and then okay. after that, you go ahead and jump in and add anybody else you feel like. So. Sure. Of course, the first name because of the tie to Milwaukee is yeah. Doc Rivers. Thoughts? Right. Yeah, Doc. Uh, clearly, he's been involved with the Bucks since the um, in-season tournament. Interestingly enough, it's come out that he's been kind of uh, looked to it in an, an advisor type of role. I think he would be a great fit now. Uh, you, you can always find some players that say, I didn't like playing for Doc. Uh, Doc this, Doc that. But you know, Doc has had success. He's got a Milwaukee uh, tie with going to Marquette. Um, and I think he would be probably, a, again, when you think about making a change midseason, right? <laughs> you, so, so we're all kind of calling for uh, Griff's head. But I always say to people, the other side of the coin is, then who do you stick in there? Absolutely. So Doc's available. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and I think he would be a great fit to step in right away. And and the, the benefit is, is they're not in a position where they're, you know, they're in a mudslide where they're having to make up um, 
make up ground. They are still in the second uh, place in the, the East. So Doc could come in and make a make a change immediately. Yeah, whoever they bring in, there's going to be um, um some time that they can get their feet wet, so to speak, because of the right. Bucks record that it's not an immediacy in which they have to win and, and try to climb back into something. The yeah. thing with Doc that I like as well is he knows the East. Playing yeah, or sure. coaching, excuse me, with the 76ers, he's got the East pretty well grounded in his brain as far as X's yeah. and O's go. And and whether or not the fit works, well, we'll leave that up to the front office. All right. Well, and, and just let me, interject, let me interject here. The East is not – your father's East. I mean, when you look at, when you look at Indy, uh, the Pacers, you know, picking up Pascal Siakam, you look at the Knicks with the trades that they've made, they've gotten stronger, you know, the Philadelphia. I mean, look at, look at what Nick nurse is doing in Philadelphia. Look at Joel Embiid yesterday. He put up 70 points. I know that, yeah. he's, got, he's got Tyrese Maxey playing. He's going to be the most improved player of the year. So it just shows to go you what good, good, you know, people always say, oh, the NBA, they could just roll out the balls. They don't need to be coached. Well, here's a perfect example of where, you know, and I was pulling that we would get Nick Nurse and and I'm going off on a little bit of a tirade here, but uh, it it came out that um, from what I understand, Giannis didn't want Nick Nurse in uh, as the head coach. Now, whether that's true or not, but look at what he's doing with that Philly team and what he could have done with this Bucks team. All yeah, right. A- absolutely. And that whole idea about coaching, you're right. This is exhibit 1A if we were yeah. standing in a courtroom about why coaching is still important. All right. Yep. Candidate number two, Terry Stotts. Right. How awkward would that be? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, think about that. You know, he's got uh, the experience with Dame. He's uh, had playoff experience in Portland. It, it, you know, would he be willing to kind of come up and come and and play mop up, right? Yeah, it's just a matter. I'd love to see him. I, I was excited uh, when he was announced as the lead assistant coach, and I felt well, you know, if it doesn't work out with Griff, thought uh, to be there to step right in. Right. Um, I find it interesting. You know, Dame went back to Portland a week ago and it was a personal issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know the Stott still lives out in that area. Just wonder if there's still not a connection out there. Um, but I think, you know, with Stott's Milwaukee ties um, and the ties to Dame, I think it'd be a great, great pick if he's interested. Yeah. I, I, it was one of the first names that came to my mind thinking that here's yeah. here's well, someone who left could come back in got the connection with Dame um I think I, I think Dame could sell Stotts to Giannis if, yeah. if there was a question there so uh, again an interesting take but we'll wait and see how things right. play out my third candidate to throw your way Mark Jackson you know it's funny I was talking to my friend Mike uh today and I said you know Mark Jackson's still out there you know, that guy, he's the architect of Golden State. The reason why Golden State is Golden State right now is because of Mark Jackson. I think he'd be a great fit. He's a, a great leader. He's a winner. He's uh, had a successful career as a player. Uh, I think he would be he would be phenomenal. So any one of the, those guys would be great. You know, I think going forward, the, the Bucks need to just, they, you know, the word repent means to have a completely different way of thinking and looking at things. 
you know, they, they need to repent. They need to look at, you know, how are we playing basketball with who we've got, right? Yeah. I, I, I was texting with a friend of mine the other day, and I said, Brooke Lopez never, ever should be more than a foot away from the lane on offense or defense. You know, we've got this guy who's the, the Brooklyn Nets all-time leading scorer, and we've got him chucking up threes. Giannis worked with uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Kevin Garnett, and he's still bringing up the ball. Yeah. Right. Let, let's get these guys in the positions where they're not they don't have all this wear and tear. Uh, yeah. Brooke has turned into a great perimeter player, but he's a, he's an even better post player. We've got no post um, uh, presence. Uh, let's get those two guys on the block and, and, and see what they can do down there. And uh, we've seen what Giannis can do when he gets going downhill. Let's just get him there right off the bat and keep teams teams off balance. So I'd like to see somebody who, who looks at these guys a little bit differently um, and, and challenges them to play a little bit differently to keep the the other teams off, off, uh, off balance. I, I just think whoever it is that comes in and I don't want to go, you know, Harry high yeah. school coach with somebody screaming and yelling <laughs> and all that other mess, Oh no! but, but somebody who has the respect of the team who can right. then say to Giannis, stop bringing up the ball. Down, get to a wing, get to a block, whatever the case right. may be, but stop bringing up the ball. Who can take the authority and not necessarily feel? I almost feel like like Griff was trying to appease everybody, right. and so he just threw the ball out there. And Giannis, you want to? Okay, Giannis is going to bring okay, the right, ball up, right. and then you're going to go here instead of saying, "No, guys, here's the plan. This is what right. we want to do. This is what our objective is within our offense." And right. So, Giannis, stop bringing up the ball. You go yeah. here, you go here, you go here, and, and just formulate a concept that everybody buys into as opposed yeah. to what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah. Okay, let's go do it. Well, and, you know, you've got to sell the guys on a culture. When you look at all of the winning organizations out there, whether it be football, whether it be basketball, whether it be baseball, you know, the, the Heat always talk about having their Heat culture. You know, and that's what a coach needs to do and come come and instill with a team is this is who we are. This is what our identity is. The Bucks were just, you know, I look at them. They were a a, a teenager driving a Ferrari a Ferrari at 120 miles an hour all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like no, no, no. We don't need we don't need that, right? We need we need to figure out. And when you look at what we have from a defensive standpoint, Brooke Lopez is leading the or second leading. Uh, shot blocker in the NBA. Giannis was defensive player of the year a couple of years ago. Why aren't we putting Bobby, Jay, Brooke, Giannis on that back line? And hey, you're you're gonna have to beat us some other way, right? And that's what Giannis said. Like, are, are we giving up threes? Are we giving up drives? Are we giving up what are what are we doing? But let let's have some type of um some some type of guidepost here as to what's expected and where we're going. And they've got a great opportunity because they're second in the East. Uh, there's not a whole lot of water that needs to be bailed out, but they just have some great pieces that I don't feel that they're being used in the right way. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's funny because if, again, we go back to like the first or second time we talked when the season began and we were talking about some of these same issues after yeah. 10 games, and yeah. then we said, okay, if it gets to 20, yeah. and then when it got to 20, we're like, okay, now we're we're at that point where we need to start being concerned. 
because right. in a blink of an eye, it'll be the all-star break. And guess what? And, We're heading yeah. towards the all-star break. And what we ended up, you know, by what you read in, in publications like the athletic and such is that coach Griff lost the locker room because yeah. he, he didn't have, or was able to establish, like you just mentioned that culture where everybody yeah. could buy in and go to work and, you know, grab the old lunch pail mentality and do what it is that's necessary. It was just a free for all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were winning in spite of themselves. Right. I mean, when yes. you, it, it sure is, it sure is exciting to see Dame, you know, knock the logo threes down for the wins, but boy, that's not easy on your heart, you know? And when you're, 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 you're having to win like that every night. I mean, Saturday against Detroit, you know, the Bucks were going into halftime tied with the uh, uh, the Pistons, and if it's not for a Middleton three, uh, you know they go tied with yeah. with the Pistons. You know, so so it's 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 that that thing where you know you got to get rest for these guys during the regular season, and then not these you know phony. Well, you know he's got a shoulder, he's got an ankle, or what you know the Kawhi Leonard stuff which I shouldn't say because he's been playing a lot this year. But, you know, again, I just think about the past years where you would just see Brooke and Giannis and Middleton on the bench just joking with each other because they were up 20 with 10 minutes ago and they knew it was a wrap. So it, they've got to establish a culture. You know, it just can't be Giannis and the Giannisettes or or or, or something along those lines because the, the second unit doesn't have an identity. They don't have – a rotation down. I think that's one of the things we talked about at the beginning was we got this four plus one more, you know, funky four plus one more. Right. And it it's, it's who's that fourth person, you know, Bochamp is out of the, the rotation. You know, I mean, you look at guys and you go, well, geez, how come he's not playing? He seemed to be getting a lot of burn and it's, it's, you can't be figuring it out during the games. You know, <laughs> you yeah. got to, you got to establish that rotation. And I just don't think they ever, you know, they ever figured it out. And it was good to see that the Bucks front office decided to make a change before it got too far down the road. Yeah, everything there you just talked about, I think, could be illustrated in the last few games. Obviously, we've been talking about what happened in Detroit, but then go back to last week where you get a couple of nice wins and then you go to Cleveland. Yeah. And it was like you yeah. you know, I, I don't know who showed up as far as the Bucks went. That that team looked as listless and frankly pathetic as an NBA yep. team I've seen in years. Honestly, it reminded me of the Bucks in the nineties. Sure. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? It, it just, it wasn't there. We're just out here and you know, we're, we're playing ball and we're hoping for the best, but we really don't have a, have a direction. And when you look at what the Bucks have coming up, they got calves on back to backs, right? They got the Pelicans, who they're they're a strong up and coming team. Then then they go on the road. They got the Nuggets, the Trailblazers. You know they got a West Coast trip. So um, you know if they were gonna make a change, this would be the time to do it because um, they they can't afford to let any more water uh, into the boat before it becomes critical. All right, Jay. One more question before right. uh, before we call it a day and run up out of here. How long do you think the process is going to take? When do you expect the Bucks suddenly to send out that message and say, we're going to have a press conference at five o'clock to introduce whoever it will be. How fast oh. do you think this goes? 
end of the week. Okay. Yeah, end of the week. I mean, because if they if they're uh, if they're moving that quickly, um, you know, clearly they've got to have somebody in mind. And again, you know, the tea leaves are saying it's Doc Rivers. It's somebody that they've been talking to and talking with for a while. But yeah, I, I say that they have who who they want in place by the end of the week because they they want to they want to get this short up, especially for going out west. So I would say by the end of the week. All right, we'll have to wait and see. And I have a feeling the next time we get together and talk in the podcast, we're going to be talking about the hiring of a new coach. Big J, yep. Jason Volkoff, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, that'll wrap it up for this special edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Take care. <laughs>